Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Were you guys nasty to each other or were you friendly after you broke up? (laughs) Your Honor, you're putting it very mildly. Nasty is a tame word for this woman. There were times when I had to get out of my house, get in my truck, and drive away and calm down to control myself because my mother taught me that women were brought up. Women, you know, should be respected, should be adored, should be treated with kid gloves. I wanted to hit this woman. This is the plaintiff, Norman Palermo. He says the defendant is his ex-girlfriend, and she went off on him and damaged his boat, motorcycle, and truck. She refuses to reimburse him for the damages, so he's taking her to court and is suing her for the $1,494.78 he's owed. This is the defendant, Loretta Shoemaker. She says she never damaged anything of this troublemaker's and owes him nothing. The guy's harassing her. He left a sex toy on her desk, and she can't wait until this is over and he hopefully moves on. She's accused of taking it out on a guy's vehicles. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $2,000 for damaging her pop-up camper and a missing refrigerator. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Palermo, what brings you to court today, sir? Loretta has uh, damaged the whole of my vehicles. Uh, ex-girlfriend uh, left. Uh, How long did you two I'm, date, and where did you guys meet? Uh, I go to a senior center here in northern Florida, and that's where I met her. Uh, seemed like a nice person, kind of petite, soft voice. And one of her uh, friends, uh, I call her Miss Amy, was like a mother figure to Loretta. So I invited them both at one time to my house for spaghetti. And uh, we had a wonderful evening. It was very nice. And Loretta and I seemed to have hit it off. And we started seeing each other. And before I knew it, she was moving in. Uh, and uh, I, you know, was okay with it because I thought, you know, it's working out. But as it turned out, it just wasn't working. <laughs> it wasn't working out. 
Uh, how, you guys moved in, in together after how you guys moved in together after dating how long? Uh, maybe two or three weeks. Wow. Okay. Much, much so too soon. Uh, she was bringing things over here, and uh, my coffee table and end tables were not good enough. I had to get rid of them. We needed to get something else. My TV was no good. We needed her TV. My bed was no good. We needed her bed. My pots and pans were no good. We needed her pots and pans. It went on and on and on, if you're getting the picture. You can say no. Uh, and I finally realized uh, she's trying to turn my house into her house. And when I finally did get to her house, I realized why she wanted to live here. Uh, I'm an old biker, and uh, even old bikers have a feminine side to them. And I refuse to live like a pig. My house has always been neat and clean. Uh, and I realized there was a transition going on. So I, uh, you know, I've asked her to leave continuously, and finally she was leaving. So when she was leaving, she would take all of her things and Unfortunately, she's taking some of my things. But at the same time, when she was taking my things, I thought, just keep your mouth shut, Norm. Be thankful she's leaving. And so these are material things that I could replace. So finally, she moved everything out, lock, stock, and barrel. But there was a refrigerator that she didn't take. Uh, I had to go to a, an old trailer that she owned. She wanted this refrigerator here. She didn't, again, she didn't like my refrigerator. We wanted, had to have her refrigerator. So we got the refrigerator with one just of her men, no. old boyfriends. Just say no. You can just say no. You don't have to do what a, what someone says. You're a free <laughs> man. Like you, you, yeah, you know, well, gosh, she made me change her. Yeah, you know, may, say no. You know. Yeah, yeah, the horse is already out of the barn, Your Honor. Okay, let me ask you a question about the relationship between you and Ms. Shoemaker. According to you, you dumped her. You kept telling her to leave, I asked and then her she to leave. finally left. Were you guys nasty to each other, or were you friendly after you broke up? <laughs> Your Honor, you're putting it very mildly. Nasty is a tame word for this woman. There were times when I had to get out of my house, get in my truck, and drive away and calm down to control myself because my mother taught me that women were brought up. Women you know, should be respected, should be adored, should be treated with kid gloves. I wanted to hit this woman. I had to leave my house and calm down. Uh, uh, I, I, can't, I can't even describe, and I'm not going to try to describe the, the type of person she is, uh, but uh, there were many times I had to get out and leave just, just to maintain Why? my sanity. Because Why? if I didn't, I would have probably stuck a knife in her chest. No, but what is... Okay, b besides telling me that you're capable of stabbing and hitting a woman, can you tell me what it was that she was doing that made you so angry? I'm curious. Uh, she's like a demon. Everything had to be her way. Not all the material things that we had to have, but, I mean, I, in the morning I would like to wake up and I had a religious station that I listened to. That No, we can't do that. We had to have hard rock. Uh... You're a guest in my home. This is where I sleep. No, no, I want that side of the bed. I mean, every single thing that we did, I, it, everything had to be Loretta. Nothing, you know. Uh, she called me a narcissist. A narcissist, or I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the word properly. That's that's uh, the way you pronounce it, narcissist. And uh, that is obviously a man or a woman that has to have everything his or her way. And she thought that was me. And my house was turning into. Uh, something that I didn't want it to be, so. Uh, okay, so after you break up, what contact did you have with each other that brings you to court? According the only to time you, I saw her she set out to damage time. your property. 
Tell me about her well, damage after your we property. Bro after we broke up, my neighbor stopped me and he says, Norman, I saw your ex-lady friend. Why is she continually coming to your house? I said, I don't know. Why is she? He's, I said, I broke up with her. Why is she coming? He said, I don't know, but I saw her. She got something off your porch. Another time I saw her walking around your property on the other side of your boat. She was there for a while. I don't know what she was doing. So when I come home, I look at the other side of my boat. At the time, it was sitting on a trailer on the side of my house, and the side of it's all damaged. Uh, another time, I'm at the senior center. I'm leaving after lunch, and I go to get in my truck, and I notice that her truck is parked right next to me. I, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I got my truck, and I left. When I got home, I got some stuff to put in my truck. I go to open up the tailgate. The tailgate's been keyed. So... Again, I do don't have say too much. Of that? But I did, do you have pictures of the keyed tailgate? I got, I got the estimates of the repair bill. I know you have estimates. Do you have pictures of the keyed tailgate? No, uh, no, I don't. I didn't take a picture of it. But but my neighbors saw. Did you call the police? The damage. I called the police. Did you the call first the time after she keyed my motorcycle? When, when she keyed my, you have to understand, Your Honor. Uh, uh, I'm going to be 81 years old in another month or so. And I got a motorcycle that I really can't afford. It's a Harley Davidson Tri-Glide. Uh, I, uh, I probably will be paying for it till I die. And it's the most important thing in my life right now. And I saw that she had keyed both rear fenders on it. I went in and talked to the director of the senior center. Do you center. have a picture of they that? Do you have a picture of no, the No, I don't. Do you have a picture I, I didn't of take pictures of anything. Pictures of nothing. Right. Just estimates they haven't repaired. Ms. Shoemaker, what's going on between you two? Um, I'm not really sure. Mr. Palermo cannot seem to let this relationship go. This is my feeling. I have no idea what this gentleman is talking about. It's just... Well, did you key his motorcycle? No, ma'am. I didn't key anything belonging to him. Let me explain a little bit here. I have major medical issues and... Uh, I had a heart attack on April the uh, 29th, and at that point, I was about a week in the process of moving out of his home. Of 2019? A, yes, ma'am. Now, right after I had my heart attack, he started packing my things up and start to bring them to Are we talking about April? I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Are we talking about April of 2019? Yes, ma'am, I am. I'm trying to understand why the estimates you're giving me, Mr. Palermo, are dated September of 2020, because we're talking about like a year and a half later. So for a year and a half, it was all scratched up and you haven't, you never took a picture of it? So I went to see an attorney and I, I wanted the attorney to handle the case, but he said, Mr. Palermo, he said, you only got about $2,500 worth of damage. I'm going to charge you 3000 He said, why don't you just right. put in order of, uh, an order uh, to keep her off your property and he said, I'll do it for Right, that didn't work out so well, though, right? There was a full hearing, and the judge found that there is insufficient evidence. That's what happened with the restraining order, right? Right. So is your motorcycle still keyed, and is your car yes. still keyed? You've never fixed yes. it? No, I couldn't afford to. Your Honor, I'm 80 years old on a fixed income. In fact, some people told me that uh, it's abuse of the elderly. <laughs> is there a big age difference between the two of you? <laughs> 20 years. Ms. Ms. Shoemaker, tell me what you think is the problem. Why do you think that he thinks that you did this stuff? I'm not really sure, Your Honor. All I know is that since our breakup, uh, Mr. Palermo has done major inappropriate behavior towards me 
not only to my personal self and my personal property, but also in the community center that I volunteer in. So how was he harassing you during that whole year and a half? What would he do when he saw you? Uh, he would make snide comments. Um, he would make uh, just very bad into windows and and like what? He, like he would leave things on the table where we sat to eat. He would like say what? things like like what? What would he sexual, leave on the table? He left a sexual implement on the table. What sexual at the community implement? center? What? What? A sexual device. What kind of sexual device? <laughs> Why are you laughing? What did you leave on the table, Mr. Thank Palermo? You. Thank you. One of, one of her toys. What else would he Thank do to you. harass you? He would like walk down the hall. He would make snide comments at me. It got to the point where I would come into the community center what and I would the, Give me an I, example I, of the snide comment. Give me one example of a snide comment. Uh, well, I don't want to cuss, but you know, he would say that you're a B, that you're an S, that uh, you're worth nothing. I mean, it, it was bad. Just, I, just bad. All right. So tell me about the incident that you filed a grievance against him for. What happened at the community center with your car and him? Well, yes, ma'am. There was a couple of different things that happened to my vehicle. Like, okay, like the, the, there was damage to my uh, mirror that you, on the driver's side that you adjust to make sure that people aren't coming. That is totally damaged. I have to have that replaced. Uh, the whole side of my truck got creamed on one side of it. Couldn't prove anything, so why even bother? You know, didn't nobody saw who did it. Nobody saw who did my mirror. So I didn't blame anyone because I didn't see it. However, on February the 26th of 2020, an independent witness saw him hack a nookie on my windshield. And, and told me about Hack it. Hack a on your windshield? He spit on your windshield? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Mr. Palermo, did you, um, did you yes, spit, I did spit at, at, her, at her car? Yes, I did spit at her vehicle. Did After you she lie keyed my about motorcycle. whether you had done that? Did no, you lie no, no. Let me explain. Can, can I explain about that? For, yes, can you I answer did what spit I, on... Specifically what I'm asking. Did you, and and did you lie to the senior center when they were when No, they were no, I sat down with it. the director... I sat down with the director and the assistant, and they said, I, I said, yes, I did. I said, and if you've never done anything that according you to did their report, thinking, which I've read, I've read their report, I have the report, and according to them, you okay. denied it. Then you claimed it was an accident, and then you finally admitted <laughs> no. it. Right? We, we talked for right a half an hour about that. You have I a counterclaim against him for $2,000, a thousand of it for damage to a pop-up camper <clears throat> and the other thousand for the refrigerator. Tell me first about the refrigerator. Why did you leave it behind when you moved? You should have taken the refrigerator with you. Because I had just had a heart attack and, and Mr. Palermo would do things like, he would say, hang on a second. He would come, I would go to get some of my things and he would say, okay, you have to take this right now. And I'm saying, no, I can't take this right now. I don't have anybody you know, I, you know, I have to take this right now because I got somebody at my house to help me unload it. I just had a heart attack. Right. And I would come back and the things that he wanted me to take when he wanted me to take them, the next time I would come back, they would be gone. They would, they would totally okay, disappear. But, and, I would, and I would say, right. okay, what Talk happened to me to about them? the refrigerator. Talk to me about the refrigerator. How long did you leave the refrigerator there? I finally got the rest of my things, I want to say, 
after I had my, my arteries and my legs unplugged. According to you, when did you guys break up? It was in uh, April. And it was, was it, it his was idea middle, or your idea? He, he, uh, he did say to me, you've changed, you need to leave. I started packing my things right there on the spot. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I left on April the 19th, not with any things. I just started packing and started gathering right. my things on April the 19th. I understand what you're saying, that you had health issues and you didn't have anybody to help you, but the laws of abandonment apply to you too. So if, if you leave a refrigerator there for months, he has a right to, to get rid of it. The damaged pop-up camper, not, tell me about that. Okay, in April, he took in... He, Put the camper up, and I, I had the camper up. I was uh, coating the roof of it. What do you call it? Like uh, sealing it with a, a clear coat. And he put it down. I said, Norman, no, you got to leave that back up. I got to have that back up. Next thing I know, he's taking this pole and poking it through the canvas and tore a big old hole in it. And, and I go, Norman, oh, what the Lord. heck is going on with this? Yeah, and this is this is like during the time of the breakup, okay? And I said, Can, are you going to find somebody? I can't believe a word out of anybody's mouth. I can't believe a word out of it. There is nothing that is coming out of either of your mouths that coincides with your statements. In your statement, what you said was that he allowed some friends' kids to sleep in it and they tore a big hole. Let me make a, 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 a suggestion to you both. Yes, I'm going to tell you, first of all, a couple of impressions that I have. Mr. Palermo has been grinning and laughing throughout most of this. You have been upset. Let me suggest that when you come to court to talk about how someone's harassing you, Mr. Palermo, and you're the one laughing, that doesn't come, go over very well. Mm. I don't know if you've been harassing her or haven't been harassing her. You claim that she has keyed your truck, your motorcycle, and damaged your boat two different ways. But you don't have any witnesses to any of that stuff. That's why you lost at the restraining order, and that's why you're going to lose here as well. Oh, you claim he damaged the pop-up camper and you'd claim that, you know, he, he should have kept your refrigerator in storage until you were able and ready to pick it up. But that's not how the law works on abandonment. And as for the pop-up camper, he denies that he did any damage to your camper. So you're in the same position he's in, basically. And I know that there is a lot of anger between the two of you. I know because you've mentioned it about 20 times how you had just had a heart attack and here he is trying to make you move out faster than you can handle moving out. So you think he's a jerk. I know you've got the anger and the motive to be angry at him. Um, but I have no idea what it is that happened to any of this property because there are no witnesses. They're just the two of you. My advice to the two of you 
is life is short, okay? And when you are older, life is shorter, what's left. And we do not want to spend our golden years acting like 12-year-old children, right? So you really, both of you, are part of that community center, and I assume that you both enjoy being part of that community center. I strongly suggest that you guys leave each other alone and not say anything to each other under your breath or over your breath or in any other way that might get you kicked out of the community center. I'm directing this to both of you right now, okay? As for your claim against her, Mr. Palermo, you have no proof. I'm ruling in her favor. And as to your claim against him on the refrigerator, I find it abandoned. And on the camper, there's no supporting testimony either. I wish you both luck. That's my ruling. So in this feud in Florida, nobody wins. It's a zero-zero tie. Let me talk to uh, the defendant, Ms. Schumacher, first. Uh, do you think you can oh. can uh, maybe not have peace with him, but at least avoid him and at your community center? You can still go there and and enjoy it, even if he's there. I don't have I have not caused any problem for this gentleman whatsoever. Um, I can't understand why he continues to harass me. Well, as the judge said, you're you're acting like 12 year olds. So hopefully you can uh, <laughs> take some advice from her. Mr. Palermo, let me ask you, how do you feel about the outcome of this? The, uh, the lawsuit. I'm disappointed. I, I, I hope I never see her again. All right. Well, that's the way the case worked out. Let's see what the judges say. You've been a more than passive observer of human behavior and relationships for a long time now, for, for 20 years on this show. Uh, does it ever surprise you? Are you just astonished for when you see for the umpteenth time mature adults acting like middle school children yeah it's still shocking and uh, Re really just I mean obviously really bad conduct on both of their sides but a failure proof on his side in terms of trying to present the case and convince a judge that these things definitely happened and that they happened at her hand he just right. didn't get there right now all you really know for sure is he did spit on her windshield that's right? the only thing that had an independent witness you, if I had a choice of somebody key in my car or spitting on my windshield they can spit on my windshield all they day. want all they that's right. You could just wash it off. Right. And, and, and that's very different. But again, security cameras make, make a world of difference. I mean, you yeah. can get a doorbell camera for, I don't know, around 100 bucks and, and right. then, you know, three or four bucks a month, whatever the hell they charge you. But uh, <laughs> it might have solved some of this. It might have actually gotten a look at the boat, the car, whatever was in the driveway, or just somebody trespassing there who might have been up to no good. So Rita wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. How can I get a divorce if my husband refuses to sign papers and I want out? Well, that's easy. When you file for divorce, you don't need his signature. You file your own divorce petition. He has to answer. If he doesn't answer, the judge can issue a default and you're going to essentially get, you may get what you want. Trust me, if that person knows, your husband knows that a default is about to be entered, he's going to file an answer. That'll do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Tara Nicholson. She says she hired the defendant to do some odd jobs around her house, and the guy caused damages to her home in the process, and he refuses to reimburse her. This guy got in over his head, and she's here suing him. For the $1,136.55, she's now owed.
This is the defendant, Mark Williamson. He says he did some electrical work for the plaintiff, and he did an excellent job if he does say so himself. He deserves to be paid for his work. He didn't cause any damage to her home and owes her nothing. He's accused of making a big mess of things. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff says she hired the defendant to do some electrical work in her house. He messed up her ceiling big time. But the defendant says he was hired to do some wiring. He did it, and he did a good job to boot, and he owes the plaintiff diddly squat. It's the case of making a real mess of things. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Ms. Nicholson. You hired the defendant to do some electrical work in your home. Correct. How did you yeah. find him? I found him on the app Thumbtack, and um, that's like for anything that you need done. And he had a high rating, and I, I looked at his pictures, and, and the pictures were phenomenal. So I decided to hire him. You're not, you don't mean the pictures of him. You mean the pictures of his work, the, right? The pictures of his work, <laughs> yes. The pictures of his work, yes. <laughs> okay, so you hire him, and he does some uh, recessed lighting in your house, and he's supposed to hang Correct. a chandelier, but he doesn't, right? Correct. Or does he, in the process, he tells you, for me to put this recessed lighting, I need to cut a hole in your ceiling, Correct. Correct. Okay, so he makes the hole, and did he tell you that he was going to close the hole? Yes, he did. I did not know the hole was going to be as large as it was. It, it stretched from one end of the room to the next, in one of the, the bedrooms the where the, uh, the recessed lights were. But in the second room... You have room, a video of the holes, right? Correct. Mark Williamson did tell me that he was going to cut a small hole in my ceiling... I hired him to put the recess lights all the way around the room. Like I said, he did say a small hole. But Judge Millian, what is this? Why such a big hole and, and this one here? So I will show you the other room that he messed up also. This is a smaller hole. And he installed lights here, here, for this hole here. So why does this hole need to be all the way across the room? So Mr. Williamson, uh, why was the hole cut so big in that first room? Because it has to go through the studs. She doesn't have an attic. I can't, I can't lay the electrical work, the wires on the bottom of the studs. And I explained it to her. I said, your studs are running this way. If her studs had been running like this, it would have been one hole. I could have fished it through the wall and got it done. But they was running this way. So by running this way, I had to drill through every last single one of those studs per code. And I explained right. that. Well, let me I ask. I told her. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I got it. I got bottom. it. Let me ask you a question. She says that you told her that you would uh, close the holes up, that your brother did drywall and that uh, as part of the contract, you would close the holes up. Is that accurate? Uh, no, I told her that would be separate. I told her that I could get my brother to do the work. And I tried to get my brother to do the work. 
But unfortunately, my brother was he he was not available. He's in jail, actually, just to put it out there. He actually went to jail for something. I don't know nothing about that, but he's in jail. But I told her that that would be separate, and him and her would have to come up with a price on what she what what he charged. I, I made it very clear that I don't. Did you? Because I've read the text and I don't see where you've made it very clear that it would be separate. Now, normally it is separate. I have never had an electrician. Every electrician just looks at me and says, I don't do drywall. And then they leave you on your own to close the hole. And that's exactly what every electrician does. But you seem to have made it part of the deal because I'm looking at your text. And at some point, you're not coming back. You're not coming back. Your brother, you say, you say, I can't get a hold of my brother. I'm trying to get a hold of my brother. He says he'll do it Saturday. Saturday comes and goes. And then she says to you, look, can I just deduct some money? Can I get some money back so that I can close the hole myself? And you say, yes which doesn't sound like it wasn't part of the deal. And she says it was part of the deal, right? Like it was supposed to be part of the deal, according to you. It, he said that his brother would charge about $50 to come and mm. uh, cough the holes up. And he said that he would take care of the $50 because the hole was not supposed to be that, that large. It's the larger when yeah, I it wasn't a mistake. No, but he it, that was not a mistake mm -hmm. he made. The hole had to be larger mm -hmm. and larger because of the way I think those are roof trusses. I don't know, but the the way the the, the wood is right. going right. this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not like he did that wrong. But what you did do wrong, mm -hmm. let's go into all these texts back and forth between you guys. You're supposed to come back and hang the chandelier. She paid you fifty uh, percent of the money to hang the chandelier. Why did you never come back? What's the game plan now? This is not professional. At least keep me posted on what's going on. Can I request some of my money back to cover the cost of the work that I'm going to have to have done? And here's your answer. Yes. You, he got back to me late last night. He's available this Saturday. Why'd you say yes if it wasn't part of the deal that you would just take care of it? If it's separate and she can just go hire her own guy because it's on her, why are you setting things up and all that, and then making plans to be there and then not showing up? Because I do a professional business, but I was negotiating for someone else who didn't show up. I don't do drywall. I don't know how to do drywall. Okay, then you're going to need not to explain drywall. this text to me. Hey, are we still on for tomorrow? Yes. Okay, see you at 8. Okay. Good morning. Please let me know when you are on the way. And then at 9.30, she says, I am... Pissed off now. I only have one day off and you have tied up two of them with these shenanigans. Look, either refund me part of my money so that I can get these holes patched up and the $25 I paid you for the small chandelier installed or do the work. This is my last time coming to you before I take legal action. Can you just send me a refund of $25 for the installation of the chandelier and something to get these repairs done? This is ridiculous. It's been two and a half hours since you were on your way. You answer her, sure. So this is the second time you tell her that you're going to refund money because you're not getting the drywall done, which seems to imply that you were going to get it. I know that at the time, maybe when you said it, it was going to be super easy. It was going to be your brother. But it, I would I never, sure as an electrician, crazy. commit to the drywall. But, you know, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck and walks like a duck, then it's a duck. Don't roll your eyes at me when I'm talking to you. These are your texts. They're not mine. Sure. Sorry things didn't work out. So it's the second time you tell her your refund money. I, and, and it gets worse, actually. I have a shoulder injury. I mentioned it to you the last time we spoke, but it's okay. I've seen your review. 
and all. I will refund you gladly. What review had you seen? She put up a bunch of lies about my business, and then I was just trying to kill the conversation so she could leave me alone and stop putting them lies out there about my business, talking about I didn't do the work. I done what I was supposed to do. My electrical work was perfected. The drywall, no. Well, that's, I don't do that's... Yeah, we know you don't do drywall. The question is not whether you do drywall. It's whether you told her that as part of the contract, you would get the drywall done. Because you thought, well, why are you twice then in text telling her when she asks for a refund so she can get it done on her own? You don't say refund. That's your response. I'm talking. That's your response. No, I'm talking. That's your responsibility. Why is your answer not? What are you talking about? I'm not I'm not responsible for the drywall. That's your responsibility. Instead, your answer both times are yes, I'll refund some money. Why? Can See, I, I only I get to, to enforce I? the contract. Yes, but you're going to need to address my concern. Otherwise, you won't be able to persuade me. I am here to I'm enforce the contract ask, you entered into, not the one you regret having entered into, okay, or the one you wish you had I'm, entered into, I should say. Look, he tells you the doorbell worked when I left, and you should not be refunded for that because when I left, all the lights were installed. I will send money. I will send money for the holes to be fixed and $25 for the chandelier. Mr. Williamson, these are your texts. Why did you say that if that's not your contract? Just to shut her up? No judge in the... Right, but that's not going to get her to leave you alone. That's going to get her madder. What do you think is going to happen okay, when you say I, that? I made, it's, that it's, I, made that, I made that mistake. But I was truly just trying to get her to leave her alone because she was writing reviews on my business page and stuff like that. And I don't have reviews like that. But, ha- but that's a I very ineffective I, I, way to it, get her to leave you alone. It's the opposite of getting her to leave you alone. She's just going to get you're just making her madder and madder. You're poking the bear. I, so let's I'm see sorry. what happens. There's like a bunch I, of other failed opportunities and then here's her text to you this is where the gambling comes in where she tells you double or nothing put it in writing that if you don't show up that you will refund me all my money back plus a hundred dollars and be here on time purchase the materials and come in with a positive attitude and finish in a timely manner fixing the doorbell and hanging the chandelier that's how bad it's been so basically, she's telling you you'll refund the $300 you charge her, plus you'll pay for all her supplies, plus you'll give her 100 bucks if you fail to show a third or I don't know how many times that would have been by that point. If you fail to show again and you, and you say, okay, to the double or nothing. But I said, okay, see you tomorrow. But did I see you? No, I did not. And did I sign anything? No, I did not. I'm ready to rule. You're not going to refund her for the work that you did because everything was done right. You are, however, going to refund her for work that you didn't do. And unfortunately, I have to look at what that costs her now to get that hole closed after you, on six different occasions, said that it would be your responsibility to do that. You see? So I didn't, I didn't agree to that. You did. I can see it over and over. You may regret having agreed to that because it was supposed to be super easy with your brother, but it didn't turn out to be easy. You should never agree to the drywall work, and you clearly agreed to the drywall work because over and over you say you did, and you keep, try, you keep telling her that you're going to get it done. You tell her that you're going to refund her for not getting it done. So, yeah, if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, and walks like a duck, it's a duck. Okay. now you have this double or nothing clause 
which, yes, he does agree to in the text. He says he's just gaslighting. He's just saying yes to whatever you say just to get you off your back, off his back, which is crazy because you just keep getting madder and madder every time he does that to you. All right. right. Now, that could be a negotiated, um, you know, settlement between the two of you. You get one more try. I don't race to the courthouse. It could be enforceable. Something like that could be enforceable. I keep calling it a gamble, double or nothing, but it's really a new contract. Now, there's a concept in the law called unconscionability. And it's if something is a little too outrageous, a judge has the opportunity to say, wait a second. And this is just a little too outrageous, okay? You, you would be entitled to $275, because I saw you had a quote for the drywall for that, and that sounds reasonable, plus $25 that you paid for the chandelier he never came back to hang. That's $300. And your double or nothing is literally more than double or nothing. Your double or nothing would entitle you to $636.55, free lights, and the, you know, the whole thing, that's just... A bridge too far. So I'm not going to enforce that kind of, and it's not like a judge then says, okay, but I'll give you a little bit of it because you got greedy. If you get greedy when you make the deal, it's just unenforceable. unenforceable. So we're going to put aside the double or nothing, and we're going to look at what you're actually out. What you're actually out is the 275 plus the 25 plus, of course, your court costs. So that is my verdict. $300 verdict for the plaintiff. So the plaintiff does prevail. She's going to get $300 back, not the $1,100 she was asking for. Mr. Williamson, what do you think about what the judge just decided? You're the one who promised, you know? What happened? First of all, I didn't promise anything, but I'm good with it. As long as I can get this behind me, I'm good. You're good. Okay. I'm glad you're good. We're all glad. (laughs) Ms. Ms. Nicholson? How are you feeling now? You you wanted a lot more money than you're getting, but hey, 300 bucks. What do you think? Well, yeah, um, I feel good uh, that I'm getting my money back. I wasn't being greedy. I did make uh, that outlandish uh, amount just to get him to come and do the work. So uh, I figured if I put it out there, you know, make something so ridiculous that he'll say, okay, I'll just come and finish the work but I feel good. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. Good for you. Glad you're happy. All right. That'll Thank bring you. this case to a close. Let's, let's see what the judges have to say about it now. How often do you have litigants like the defendant in this case who seem to think, ah, it's, it's just a verbal agreement. There's nothing in writing. I, I'm not on the hook or it's not enforceable. I guess that comes up from time to time. Uh, yeah, that, that <laughs> comes up maybe once in a hundred times where people just say, right. well, it's not in writing. But yeah, oral contracts are enforceable and people need to understand that. Yeah. You know, in the, and part of being a businessman. They're just harder to prove. That's why you want them in writing. Right, absolutely. Because right. then both sides start saying it's something different. Right, right. And then you got the heat. He said, she said, that we inevitably run into. But part of being a businessman is anticipating and being ready for these variables that that jump up in your way, whether you're an electrician or a hairdresser or a hairstylist or whoever. Stuff happens. And in this case, it seemed like everything would have gone swimmingly and there wouldn't have been any problems if 
the defendant's brother wasn't in the joint right. or, or in the county jail or wherever he is right now. Or had answered what? before he ended up right. in the jail. Because the appara joint. <laughs> apparently he's a magician with drywall and it would have gotten done like that. Right. It would have been a, bit, a lot of trouble and everybody would have walked away happy. Right. But yeah, one of those things, you know, uh, on the, uh, the best laid plans of everybody sometimes just go sideways. Yeah. And that looks like what happened here. Okay, Rita wants to know this, and this is interesting, folks. Um, hey, Harvey, can a neighbor connect his fence to mine without permission? He was able to save a boatload of money by doing this job, and it doesn't seem fair. So I guess what you're saying is that the neighbor didn't have to put up posts or anything like that, that he just piggybacked on the existing fence. There is not a clear answer to this. If it is on the property line and you are putting a fence up next to an existing fence, I think the argument is that he could probably do that because if he moves the fence into his property, he's losing space and he's allowed to have that property line fence. So I think it's a close call, but if I really had to make a decision on who wins this case, sorry to say, Rita, I, I think your neighbor is going to win it unless by what he did compromises your fence. We'll see you next time. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.